ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local win, local now. Member FDIC. It is Tuesday, March 9th. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can join the program by calling the White Claw phone lines at 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. White Claw Hard Seltzer, it's made pure. we got Conference USA tournament action for the Thundering Herd tomorrow. We'll get all the details after tonight's action. Taking on Rice or Southern Miss, and that game is going to happen tonight. Then the herd will find out. That'll be the herd's opponent. We'll hear from Dan D'Antoni a little bit later on on how you're scouting that game. And of course, you get to get the scout from either coach. You have your coaches one take one game side of this, and one take the other side of the game, and that's how you're going to scout this. So. He'll have a scout for it. Of course, you know how Dan D'Antoni is. Uh, he's more focused on what he is trying to achieve, what he's doing. And at the same time, they will look at some film, and they'll see this one tonight. But we've got the Conference USA Superlative Awards. Those were announced today. You have four different schools represented among the five awards. Western Kentucky Junior Center, Charles Bassey, named the 2020-21 Conference USA Player of the Year also named the league's Defensive Player of the Year. So he's Player of the Year and Defensive Player of the Year. Jared West, of course, could have been a uh, a candidate for that, did not win that award. Tavion Kinsey could have been a candidate for Player of the Year, did not win that award. So Bassey, Defensive Player of the Year, also your Conference USA Player of the Year. I wonder what that game's going to look like if Marshall and Western Kentucky do have the chance to meet. What will the game look like? Will Marshall and Tavion Kinsey throw a little extra something Bassey's way? Will Jared West show him who the real defensive player of the year is? I would love to kind of get into their mindset, not talk to them where we're recording and we're talking about the game and they're putting their best foot forward. I just want to get into their head and talk to them personally and go, okay, be honest with me. You want to get after this guy, don't you? You want to show him. Or I'm sure Tay would want to show him. Like, look, no, this is my guy. Defensive player of the year is right here with Jared West. But we're going to hear from Dan D'Antoni a little bit later on on the honors that Tavion and Jared did receive. He's going to talk a little bit about Andrew Taylor not getting anything and maybe some of the reason behind that. So that's what we've got to look forward to. Also, freshman of the year, Louisiana Tech forward Kenneth Lofton Jr. wins that honor. Travis Evie picked up the Newcomer Year of the Award, and Old Dominion senior forward Austin Trice earned sixth player of the year recognition. The Gene Bartow Coach of the Year Award goes to Louisiana Tech's Eric Conkle. How do these players and coaches win these things? Well, voting is done by Conference USA head coaches and media members in each conference city. I do know this. You cannot vote for your own team. You can't vote for your own guy. So Dan D'Antoni can't go out there and say, look, I'm voting for Tavion. Because let's be honest, if you could vote for your own guy, you'd probably vote for everybody would have their own guy. So you'd have 12, 13, 14 different players 
not going to win anything that way. So I get it. So somebody might have voted for Tavion, maybe, but the league goes the way of Charles Bassey. This is a league that, I mean, Bassey won a lot of Player of the Week awards. Western Kentucky, they win the East Division. They won the most on the East side. So this is a win-heavy league. If you win, you get accolades. If you win, you get all the praise. Conference USA Tournament's the only prize that I think the Thundering Herd want to win right now. So these things are nice, and let me be honest with you, winning an award is nice. It's very, very, it validates you. It's someone validating you is what that really is. And so if you look at it from one point of view, Bassey has a pretty nice body of work, and he got validated by the league. First team, Tavion Kinsey. He got validated by the league. Like, hey, you're one of the best players in Conference USA. Jared West, hey, you're one of the best defensive players in Conference USA. You're a second-team player. You're one of the defensive players that we like to roll with. But Bassey, he gets a little bit more love because there's more of a body of work as far as the win column is concerned. What if Marshall would have went through conference and won the East Division? Do you think maybe all of a sudden Jared moves up a little bit? Maybe Tavion Kinsey? moves up to player of the year. Maybe Andrew Taylor gets on that list. Maybe you have three selections. Though So many possibilities. But these are the awards. Now the tournament is about to begin, and that's the prize you want. You'd rather have conference champion next to your name than player of the year. If you're the player of the year and you don't win conference, well, you're kind of left with that empty, hollow feeling. If you are not elected to first team or second team and you win the conference championship, well, you get to go to the NCAA tournament and you're a conference champion. Big difference there. We'll hear from Dan D'Antoni. We're going to get his thoughts later on. Tony Kemper had a chance to catch up with him on Zoom last night. It was fun. Coach is ready. It was relaxed, but it was ready at the same time. You could tell it. And uh, we'll hear from Savannah Wheeler. She was named second team Conference USA yesterday. So we'll hear from her, get her thoughts on the honor and getting ready for this week's action in the Conference USA tournament. We've got all of that. We'll take your phone calls at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. So I invite you to join me that way. Also, you can find me on Twitter, at Paul Swan. Looking forward to interacting with you throughout the tournament. And we will do all of that, and we will come back with more when we continue here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Our phone lines this hour brought to you by White Claw at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. White Claw Heart Seltzer made pure. Conference USA Tournament beginning today in Frisco. The games that we are concerned about, Thundering Herd, both the men and women in action tomorrow. We'll have the men's action for you right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Also, you can go to our website and stream the game at WRVC.com. So we've got the stream. We've got the live radio broadcast. It all starts right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Had a chance to join Dan D'Antoni this morning during his Zoom meeting. And, of course, getting ready for the tournament. Thundering Herds safely in Frisco and ready to go. Basketball action tomorrow. They'll find out if they play Rice 
or Southern Miss, and that action coming up later at the Star. But the Thundering Herd getting ready for that opponent. One of the two will be the team they face. So the good news is they get to take on a team that is a lower seed. The bad news is you don't know which one you're going to play until you get started. None of that matters really to Dan D'Antoni. He's never been the type to really worry about such things. Instead, he's more of a, we got to focus on ourselves. we got to take care of our business type of coach. He will adjust if need be, but he's going to take care of his business, and they'll see what Southern Miss or Rice looks like. But when he was on the call with us this morning, he was asked if there was any changing of mindset to get ready for the tournament. And I guess what that question was about was, you know, do you think you have to do things different, or do you have a different set of thinking how you go about things when you get ready for a tournament? And here's his response. Well, you know, it's funny that uh, uh, I, the uh, uh, announcers, ESPN announcers, asked me yesterday, do you, you change your mindset or what do you say to them, prepare them for the tournament as opposed to regular season? And they so they asked me, what do you say to them? What, what do you do? I said, nothing. I said, look, I, every day we preach being a champion and, and playing like a championship ball club. You overhype them, you don't know what's going to happen. So we don't change. We, we stress being the very best you can be every practice, every drill, every shot, every game. And to double hype that, I think, is a mistake. I think you tighten players up, get overhyped. Uh, so we, we, uh, they know the importance. I mean, they, they're not dummies. They're smart kids, young men, and, uh, they understand uh, the importance of the game. And I don't need to double emphasize it. it. To me, I just, I think it, uh, you just do too much, but, uh, you know, so we're, we're here and we'll go practice. We'll go through. I don't know whether it's going to be Southern Miss or Rice. Uh, we have one, uh, I think, uh, uh, let me think. I'm trying to think who has the scout. Oh, Mark has the scout on uh, Rice. And I think Corny has the scout on Southern Miss. So they'll both prep it. Uh, we'll uh, have our normal practice day because we don't know who we're playing. So we'll just kind of go through uh, generic stuff that we do. I'm not a huge uh, game plan changer. We're going to be who we are, play play it out. Hopefully they have to adjust to us, force them to make the, the tweaks and the adjustments. You know, this time of year, this far along, if you're having to adjust, you're probably chasing, chasing, not, not leading. So uh, <laughs> we'll, try to, we'll try to make sure that uh, – we play our A game, and hopefully they'll have to make adjustments to us. Told you. You got to adjust to the herd. Dan's not worried about what the other team's doing. Dan's worried about what the Thundering Herd's doing. When I did have a chance to ask him earlier this morning, I wanted to know what his thoughts were on Tavion Kinsey making first team, Jared West making the second team, also on the all-defensive team. And when talking to Dan, he does bring up Andrew Taylor. And I'll preface this by saying, I know a lot of you on social feeling that Andrew Taylor should have been maybe on that second team at least, should have made one of those teams. Unfortunately, he comes on a little too late 
At least that's the impression that Dan D'Antoni gives as to why he doesn't get the award. But here's Dan talking about Tavion and Jared and then talking about Andrew Taylor as far as the conference selections were concerned. Well, I would like to see both of them on the first team. Uh, Jared uh, was second team. Tavion is, uh, I mean, I thought that was kind of a lock, his stats show it, his potential and everything. I think we had five losses <laughs> during the conference. Western had three. Everybody else had uh, maybe one with four and then everybody else five. So we were probably third in number of losses and probably number one in the toughest schedule to get uh, through the conference. So I felt like Jared really should have been uh, on there. He leads assists, leads and steals uh, pretty high in, in points per game, but you know, you don't get to vote for your own and there's a lot of votes. So, uh, it happens. It happens all the time. He got first team defense, which was good. Uh, Andy, I think came on late in the year. Uh, if, if he had started three weeks earlier, you know, he would have been in play. Sometimes you have equality in your on your team, or uh, performances are pretty equal, and you have too many, and they split votes from everybody else, and none of them get it. I had that happen to me in high school. We won the regular season undefeated, and I couldn't nominate just one or two. I had to nominate because there were about four that were equal, so I nominate all four. None of them got on the first team. And we won three games and everybody. And I was so daggone. And I didn't get coach of the year. I don't know how you do that. But uh, so uh, uh, I think a little bit is there's a lot of parity in our guards. We I bet that Andrew drew some votes. And so, uh, but I'm proud of uh, Tavion, proud of Jared. It's a, it's still a, a big honor. And uh you know, why they'll go out there and show them why we should have had more. Maybe that conference championship in the tournament will be sav. It's got a point. How do you how do you have all those selections, potential selections, all those great players and not get coach of the year? One of the questions asked of Dan earlier this morning was about his experience. Dan's been in the NBA. He knows what big boy basketball is all about, and that means you're playing back-to-backs, you're playing crazy schedules. And the herd, for what it's worth, played an NBA light style schedule. Now you're in a tournament situation where you get to play multiple days to win a championship. Dan was asked about that experience and would it have any bearing on this tournament? You know, I've said this before, and I know – a lot of people want to analyze uh, situations. I'm not one that does that because I think each situation is unique and past experience, whether we were playing back-to-backs in the regular season, that'll help you in the tournament. Whether this game, you played this team, and now that'll help you with that next game. I'm not a great believer on what's going on in the past. You got a, you got momentum now. I, you know, momentum is great until you lose, then it stops, you know. <laughs> where that is, where that is, I, you know, if you figure it out, that could be one game or 15 games. I, I don't know. So I've never uh, placed a lot of value on 
what happened before as to what how it's going to influence what happens next. I know a lot of people do. Maybe I'm just not smart and I figure it all out. But uh, I've just you know it's almost like uh, I hate to use an example, but it's true. It's almost like playing craps. You know, if you throw your winning number, you know the dice don't know that it rolled onto an eight. So the chances of the next one are the same as it was before, but it's no greater. So you you don't you know you don't know what's going to happen. I'm I'm just not a great believer in that uh, the past uh, being the reason for the next thing to, to happen. I think we control our destiny and we control each game, but we have to treat it as an individual game, and you got to come out and play it as if nothing has happened before. <clears throat> That's a little different than most, but it's uh, all I can make of it. Dan D'Antoni, words of wisdom. One final comment from Dan today. He was asked the question, what needs to happen to win these next four days? What needs to happen? Dan, never with a short answer, here's his thoughts. We have to have the best players play well you know Jansen's got to make shots Mike Fire's got to make shots they got to be competitive defensively and on the boards and then Tavion and uh, Andy and uh, uh, Jared have got to lead and they've got to uh, have good games if they're playing at their uh, at what they've shown uh, their high level of play and Jared's on, and I hopefully he's going to be able to do that see the last couple of games we haven't been able to put him on the ball because of his ankle. And hopefully, you know, a couple of days more rest that he's able to hawk the ball like he normally does. But uh, uh, just having everybody playing at a, an efficient rate. I, I was telling Mike Byers, he didn't score much the game before, but he's not turning the ball over and having the big mistakes like he did. He, he's rebounding better. He's defended better. And without the scoring, I didn't have to take him off the floor before. If he didn't score, he had to come out of there. But uh, now, you know, the way he's playing, I can play and he can be a threat to score because he's not hurting us in other areas. So if his play continues, Jansen is shooting the ball. Actually, and think about Jansen this year. I think it was different than last year. His preparation and uh, putting in the time to get up extra shots has been far greater this year than it was last year. And I think it's helped him, you know. I think uh, uh, he, he – I feel a lot more confident in what he's doing. Plus, he's putting it on the floor a little bit and, and making some moves and getting into the basket. I, I think he still has to be uh, selective with that because it's not his real skill. But he, he can do it uh, at times. And then, uh, uh, you know, just having Jared – just all of them – being efficient with what they provide for the team. We got to have bench play. I hope Gorn, we need that big body at times uh, in there that he can, uh, and, and he showed it uh, yesterday in practice. He picked up the speed that he runs through drills. Now, whether that means that he'll get in the game and do that, for some reason, his drill speed is different than his game speed. And you'd think game speed would be quicker than the drill speed, but it's not. And I think it's because he he worries about mistakes and he's a little bit more cautious in the game. And because of that, when you're cautious, your speed level dials down. And I'm hoping that he'll we can help him get the confidence to 
you know, don't worry about the big mistakes. Just play and, and give us all your speed and athleticism that you can. And then we can live with the results, huh? good or bad. You know, it, it'll, it'll be okay. So, uh, you know, we need him. George, I'm not sure where he's going to be. I don't know that just from watching him yesterday, I don't know that he's going to be able to contribute uh, the early, uh, maybe, maybe later in the tournament if we can get there. The follow-up to that was why, what's going on? He has a big toe issue. I didn't think you wanted to hear the whole description on that. That's Dan D'Antoni from earlier this morning when we continue. I've got Tony Kemper. had a chance to catch up with him as well as a couple other members of the media. We had a nice chat with him last night, and I'll let you hear that when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Don't worry. Paul Swan has the wheel on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We are presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Welcome back to The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Thanks for tuning in to today's program. We're going to hear from Tony Kemper in just a moment about the Marshall women's basketball team. Also, later on, Savannah Wheeler. She was named second team yesterday, Conference USA, so big honor for her. We've got some news that's uh, hopefully going to be breaking real soon. Uh, According to reports, ESPN will be signing a seven-year deal with the NHL as part of the league's new USA media package. So in the United States, NBC Sports Network has been the primary network for the hockey package from the NHL, the broadcast partner. It looks like ESPN is back in the hockey business. Guess what? Cue Gary Thorne's music, please. the best you know when that theme hits when you hear that you know if you know you know that music is a it's part of the tapestry of my life and think that they're going to bring that back and if they don't bring that back we riot as hockey fans we just completely riot let's listen to that beautiful it's it's beautiful it's music to my ears one more time Ah, that's going to be beautiful for me. Uh, NHL reportedly signing a seven-year deal with the National Hockey League, ESPN and NHL signing the seven-year deal uh, for the U.S. media package. So that's good news for people like me that do like the National Hockey League. I also like Tony Kemper, head coach of the Marshall women's basketball team. I was fortunate enough to be on a chat with him last night after our show. Most of you probably haven't heard this, so let's uh, let's listen in. First off, I want to talk to him about Savannah Wheeler, get his thoughts on his outstanding player in Savannah Wheeler getting second team conference USA. Well, I'm I'm happy for her. I mean, she uh, and, and I say this a lot about her. She she really likes to play basketball, and she plays it with a lot of energy every day. And so I think in that sense, um, it's not surprising to me because she works at it really hard, um, but she's had a heck of a year. And I think, um, I, I'm not sure that people 
maybe understand that if you haven't really been following us, how much the load has been on her because we've had so much. I mean, we've we've started. I'm usually pretty pretty steady with my lineups. We have been all over the map with who's in and who's out, and and she has been a steady force that every time we line up, you, the other team you know is trying to get her off what she's trying to do. So I think that uh, from my perspective, I think that makes it all the more um, special, I guess is the right word, because I know um, that every time we lined up, it was important for her to play well. And I, I think we've, uh, you know, here we've, we've started to close as of late and we're playing pretty well. And um, she's a big part of that, but I'm happy for her. I, I, you know, I know she always, from the moment she, uh, it was important for her to do this at home. You know, so being at Marshall, doing this kind of stuff is important for her. And I know how um, how big that is. And it should be for for fans of all all sports at Marshall that we've got somebody here that stayed home that is that is doing it on a, a level like this. You think second team selection, she's going to look at that and go, OK, you, maybe you undersold me a little bit because in your mind, I'm sure she's a first team all the way. Yeah, I. I I'm fine with that if she uses it for motivation. I mean, I think it's the same. I, I think I said a couple of weeks ago, I'm fine if we've got a chip on her shoulder. That's okay with me, you know, and and I think it's fine for her too. And uh, I think she's happy today. I'll tell you that. I think at some point in time, she'll sit back and go, I should be moving on up, you know. And so I I think today's a good day for sure. And then um, she's she's pretty competitive. So it wouldn't surprise me if that does enter – in there at some point in time, um, you know, maybe in June or May or something like that, it might crawl in there and and uh, you might get some more good stuff out of her because of it. Where are you at right now with uh, game prep? Uh, tournament time, it means you got to be nimble fast. You got to prepare for whatever team they throw at you, but at least the first game, you know, you got Louisiana Tech. Yeah, we're, we're in a good spot, I think. I mean, but I'm sure they are too. You know, we've had a couple of days already to, to, we worked Sunday, we worked today before we got down here. Um, we'll probably walk through tonight. We've got to practice in the morning, um, you know, and yet at the same time, you know how it is with game plans. Sometimes they last about five minutes and then you got to, you got to go to plan B. So I think we're, uh, I think we, you know, by this time of the year, you are who you are. Usually um, there's usually not a lot of surprises and they're a good basketball team, very good defensively. Um, they've got some athletes that um, cause some problems on both ends of the floor and um, they, you know, they push you out of your offense and different things like that. And and so they're a unique team to prepare for, um, you know, watching the film from the past. I mean, it, that was so long. We were two games into the season when we played them the first time around. And, and this has all been it's not a blur when you're in the middle of it. And then when I look back on it, it that feels like. I mean, so many games ago that we played them. So it's kind of unique to be sitting here and, you know, talking about the stuff we were talking about on the plane up here about kind of getting to this point. Um, there was a lot of nights where it it was long, um, you know, and then you you kind of blink and here we are sitting here getting it's one and done now. So I know our team's excited. I think we're ready to go. We got a couple more days to put the finishing touches on, but it, it's cool to be back here. You know, I, I like seeing the signs for the conference tournament. Um, knowing uh, the 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 change in all of our lives a year ago when we were down here, um, 
you know, it was, I guess it was about 360 some odd days ago that we were down here and we were getting ready to play and it just kind of stopped on us. So um, I think we're in a good place. And yet I know it, it's, it's on, it'll be on on Wednesday and that's good. That, that's the way it should be. They're a fantastic team. Very, very evenly matched when we played them the first time around. And, um, you know, they were also a team last year that played really well in the first game. They, they upset UAB a year ago. Um, so they didn't get beat um, out of this tournament a year ago either. So I think they're going to walk in here uh, feeling good about what they are too. Coach, how much of your prep has gone back to that early game film? I think you mentioned the first time you guys fall in overtime. The second game, Paige has a huge game. You guys end up pulling away late. How much of that, even though it was just early in the season, was watched or is going to be used for prep? Well, we watched it all. I, th I think, uh, you know, I think that's a good question for both teams is how much of that is relevant, you know? So you kind of have to, uh, you got to try to figure out what you feel like you did well that you can carry forward. And, and, uh, and then you're trying to anticipate what you think they, what you think they think they did well, <laughs> you know? And, and uh, so some of that's a game that we're probably going to miss on some of it, but um, you know, we've watched a lot of that. You also have to watch. I, I know we're a lot different team. You, you know, we are a lot different team and, and, and I think in a good way, you know? And so um, I, I looked at kind of some of the stuff we were, running, you know, just play wise. And we probably have twice as big a playbook now as we did those, those first couple games. And, um, you know, if you remember, right, the, uh, we got 24 hours before that game started, our lineup shuffled big time and we lost three starters right before it. So, um, that was the first, uh, not the first, I guess that was about the fifth of the Holy cow, here it goes. Try to figure it out. Um, which I'm a lot better at that now. I figured out you don't control much. So um, it's kind of like the NFL. You figure out who the next one is and you try to fill the gap and get after them. You mentioned uh, prior to the last game that the difference was with this team is how they're carrying themselves. Do you still see that entering the tournament? Well, I think entering it, you know, and, and I'll tell you Wednesday at about four o'clock if I was right or not right, you know, but I, I like, you know, I like where we're at. I, I don't think that, uh, I don't, I think if we get beat, we'll get beat because they were a little bit better than us, you know, and, and that's, that, that's the way basketball is, you know, it, it's, there's not a lot of difference in a lot of us. I, I think this year in our tournament, it, it absolutely shows that on the women's side. I mean, our, I, I know our six, seven teams on our side of the bracket, they are very good. <laughs> you know, I mean, they're really good. Western Kentucky and, and Old Dominion. So, and we thought we were going to possibly have to play in that. So, um, you know, I, I think we're in a good place, um, but yet we got to lace them up on Wednesday and we'll have to get after it for 40 minutes and it will take all 40. You know, it'll take all 40. We probably better make some shots at some point in time. We better dig in and guard like we have the last couple couple weeks. And if we do that, I think we've got a good chance to feel good on uh, on Wednesday afternoon. And I, I guarantee you, Coach Storr is saying the exact same thing to her crew. I mean, we got to guard them. We got to make some timely shots. And if we do that, we're going to win, you know. And and she's probably not. She's probably right. I'm probably right. She's probably right. It's going to come down to who who makes the shots and gets the stops. Coach, what's the plan to get uh, reacclimated with uh, with the star for some of the new players? We we can't go in there, you know, that we can't shoot and stuff like that prior to the game. So, um you know, we get 30 minutes to warm up. And so we'll get in there and it's, I guess we'll do the, we'll show us, maybe I'll get a clip of the Hoosiers movie where they measure the goal. They're all 10 foot. And it's kind of a little, uh, 
I don't know. Show show them that. Let them know that it's the same same thought process as that. But I think they'll be okay. Uh, you know, I I think uh, there's always some nerves, but we've got a we've got a group that's been through it, um, and I think we've got a group that's been through a lot this year. You know, and, and still kind of going through stuff. It, 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 every day is like a different thing. It seems like so. Um, I like where we're at. I think they're very resilient. Um, I think they'll line up and play um, anywhere. So I, I'm, I don't, I'm not too worried about that. Tony Kemper, his squad getting set for Conference USA action. The men also getting set. We'll have that action coming up tomorrow right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. When we come back, we'll hear a couple of minutes of Savannah Wheeler's comments from my conversation with her last night when we continue here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. We've got a few minutes remaining in today's edition of the show. Paul Swan, your host. Thanks for tuning in. We've got Savannah Wheeler to get to, and we will, of course, have all the results of conference tournament coming up starting tomorrow. Go on the air, 5 o'clock with the show, 6 o'clock with our pregame, all right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I've got Savannah Wheeler from earlier last night. Had a chance to talk to her a little bit about the conference tournament, along with a couple other members of the media. We start out talking about her award. She makes second team in Conference USA. Doesn't matter if you're first or second team. You get named to one of those teams. That means coaches and members of the media, people have taken notice, and it's a big honor for her. Um, you know, it's an honor to get that award, but uh, I'm just thankful to be down here uh, competing against uh, good teams in our conference and just um, – aiming for the championship. That's the only thing that's been on my mind lately. Have you given any thought looking at where you're at now compared to, to everything was last year? You know, I think that this year's team's a lot hungry. Ever since uh, their first round last year, the tournament, um, you know, it was obviously devastating news. So uh, we just worked really hard to get back where we are. And uh, after beating a lot of good teams, we beat us being Rice uh, in the West Division, North Texas, and then beating Middle recently. Um, it's just, you know, giving us momentum and, you know, aiming for the championship, going for it all. You think all those road contests as of late really got you ready for this? I mean, sure, this is a neutral location, but you haven't played at the CAM in several weeks, and it feels like this team has gotten better as it's played on the road those last few games. Yeah, um, before, um, we usually like, would split with teams at the CAM or really somewhat the way, but uh, – you know, it seems like after that first game, we just tend to get hungrier for the second game. Um, I don't know, like I don't know how it's always it's always been like that, but uh, I think uh, middle was our first. It was like kind of our first Friday win. You know, we I don't think we've ever won a Friday uh, game, so uh, it's just you know giving us a lot of uh, momentum. So when you look back at your first your freshman year and now this year, what's been the biggest difference to you in your game? Um, I think um starting to uh, do more pull-ups and floaters lately. And uh, I think, uh, you know, for next year or uh, right now in this moment, um, uh, work on, like, step backs, uh, work on other areas. But, um, yeah, I think uh, it's been the same kind of from last year. But uh, once one season's over, you know, uh, uh, willing to work on other areas. Your memories of last year in Texas, uh, probably up and down, you guys win that first game and then, then they all get shut down. What do you remember most about last year's first opening round game for you? 
what was, what was the second part of that question? What do you remember most about that victory you guys had last year in this tournament? Oh, um, I think we were down against Southern Miss. Weren't we down in Southern Miss? We were. We were, yeah. We uh, had a comeback, and then uh, we were supposed to play Rice, which was the favorite team in the conference last year. And, uh, you know, ever since uh, we were in the locker room waiting to go out, and then coach, all the coaches came in and uh, told us that we're done, every team's done. And then that's when we got the news about really every conference, and then, then it led to the NCAA uh, March Madness. So how much different was the plane ride back this time around, knowing that you will play? Uh, you know, we were talking about at practice, you know, uh, talking about that first one we got for the first round, and then uh, really Law Tech, uh, I think they uh, upset UAB the first round last year. So you got two teams uh, going hard at it, and uh, it should be fun to watch. How much does it help that you guys saw Law Tech earlier this year, even though it was really early in the season, but how much does that help knowing that you have film to study and, and game plan just a little bit on them? Uh, it helps a lot, and um, I think that's one thing I'll say about, like, this year we're playing back-to-back, -back, so you can take from the first game and make any adjustments to it. And um, I think we went to overtime with them the first time, and then I think that was our first time not having um, all of our players. I think we had Kristen Mayo, Kia Sibbles, and uh, Lorelai Roper out. So, um, you know, a lot of, you know, like a lot of players have to uh, – we all have to step up together and uh, play important roles for uh, against teams like that. Coach said that the difference in the last couple of games was how this team is carrying itself. And that's been the difference that's led to some success. How do you feel the team is carrying, how are you guys feeling now entering, you know, entering tournament time? I think we're just, we're feeling a lot more confident with ourselves. Um, everyone is uh, playing their role and uh, they're just doing their own things. And then it's just, it, I think it just clicks together once when everyone starts doing their role and uh, it just leads to success for us. What can you take that you saw from La Tech the first two times that you're gonna apply when you see them on Wednesday? Uh, you know, we lost, we watched a lot of film from last, uh, our first time playing them. Um, you know, they got a lot of quick uh, athletes, you know, we, uh, I think they took quite a bit of charges on us the first, uh, really both games. So um, we just got to be really smart while we're driving in there and just do other areas to our game. So like going for a full layup, just uh, do pull-ups or a floater. At the same time, you're a new team in comparison to when you played them last time. So is it going to be more you're trying to dictate the pace of them? You know, sure, you've got film in. You can look back at what you did last time, but still, is it going to be more of a, you know, we're going to try to set the pace here and make them respond to us since you only have – you know, it's it's a one and done situation now. There's no tomorrow to adjust. Yeah, I think uh, I think we're gonna be a lot. Uh, I think we're a pretty patient team. Uh, we uh, usually like uh, like to set our stuff up and uh, try to figure out like what they do on defense, and uh, that's uh, going back to film and stuff. So if we just take that in, I think we've had a couple new plays to like how their defense is, and uh, just because we're just familiar with how their defense was the first time. Savannah Wheeler. Second team, All-Conference USA. She's in action tomorrow. And, of course, the men are in action as well. We will have all of the action of the men's contest coming up. That will be here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I want to thank Savannah Wheeler. I want to thank Tony Kemper, Dan D'Antoni. Appreciate their thoughts on the upcoming contest. Tomorrow, Marshall basketball, men's and women's action coming from the star we go on the air with our show at 5 o'clock, as we normally do. 6 o'clock will be pregame action. 
Keep it locked here for all your Marshall sports, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Have a great night, everyone.